The Masked Singer isn't your everyday singing competition. Based on a South Korean format, it hides various celebrities, a term used generously, behind absurdly large and elaborate masks. Each week we learn the identity of the celebrity who gets voted off. So far we have unmasked NFL star Antonio Brown and comedian Tommy Chong. I'm Stephen Thompson. And I'm Linda Holmes. And on today's Pop Culture Happy Hour, we are uncovering The Masked Singer. So don't go away. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Sci-Fi. From executive producers The Russo Brothers, survival is extra credit in Sci-Fi's new series, Deadly Class. Set in the unsanitized counterculture of the 1980s, a disillusioned teen is recruited into King's Dominion, a secret academy for the deadly arts. Based on the graphic novel by Rick Remender and Wes Craig, Deadly Class premieres January 16th on Sci-Fi. Watch the first episode now at deadlyclass.scifi.com. Welcome back. You just met Stephen Thompson. Also with us is Glenn Weldon of the NPR Arts Desk. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Linda. (laughs) (laughs) And here with us in D.C. is Sam Sanders, the host of It's Been a Minute. Hey, Sam. Hey, Linda. Good to be back. And we should point out, Sam is here in part to fulfill his side of a bet that we made about fundraising. (laughs) And happily for us, the Pop Culture Happy Hour listeners edged out the also wonderful It's Been a Minute listeners in responding to our fundraising drive. So according to the rules of Sam's and my friendly competition, I asked him to come and talk to us about The Masked Singer, which I think the first time you tweeted about it, you said you made it like 10 minutes into the, oh, yeah. 10 seconds into The Masked Singer. Oh, yeah. I had to revisit the show for you That's right. <laughs> last night. So we invited Sam to come and talk about The Masked Singer. But before we get to Sam, uh, I want to start out with Steven. There are ultimately 12 masked folks. Right. There's like the hippo and the peacock. And the bee and and all that stuff. (laughs) Sam's already loving it. Um, And of those 12, we've now uncovered two, as you said in the intro. So we still have 10 to go who are still in the competition. What are your feelings about this this show, Stephen? (laughs) At the end of 2019, we will look over the episodes of this show that we did and we will say, the Masked Singer was this year? Mm-hmm. That's true. It wasn't like 2015? That is how long, A, this year is going to be. Right. And B, that is how short this show's shelf life will be. Mm-hmm. Now, I kind of enjoyed the silly spectacle of, of these very elaborately costumed performers coming out and then having people sort of debate who they could possibly be. And in a way, like, it's so absurd that I kind of could see myself getting swept up in just the overall enthusiasm of it. I do think it has some structural problems, which we can get to, uh, you know, just as like a competition. But I think the primary flaw of this show for me is in the judges panel. Because there is a judges panel that kind of it's a combination of the judges panel and the studio audience, not a live audience because it's not live. It's all pre-taped. So there is a judges panel. They combine to see who gets voted off. And And the judges have very little function on the show. Their job is mostly to try to venture guesses about who the people might be. And the panel is Robin Thicke, uh, Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls, Ken Jeong, 
and Jenny McCarthy. So, respectively, you have the talent. You have the talents who brought you Blurred Lines, don't you? Uh, the TV show Doctor Ken, and uh, many scientific falsehoods about vaccines. Oh. <laughs> yep, Jenny McCarthy's that last one. Just <laughs> and they're not good. They're not adding anything at all. Well, my question was like. Do they ever get to judge? I kept waiting for them to give a score. They don't right. do that. They apparently vote, and it goes together with the studio audience voting in oh. terms of who gets eliminated. They seem they seem to make the final decision about who gets eliminated yeah, in the I end. I can't really tell okay. what's going on in the show. <laughs> but yes, they have some role, but they don't. Instead of judging, what they really do is yell out guesses. And my favorite thing is when they're like, I think the unicorn is Lady Gaga. Oh, I'm my like, God. It's yes. not like, no, Lady it's Gaga. Not. No, it's what? not. At so, various points in the first two episodes, they say, is it, they guess Lady Gaga, Justin Timberlake, Britney <laughs> Spears, and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's Tommy Chong. <laughs> well, and also, they guessed that one of them was Meghan Markle. And I, I was remember like, that. Meghan Markle is not allowed to go out without pantyhose anymore. I seriously doubt. <laughs> Out, She's not wearing she, that mask. She, she is in the unicorn costume. <laughs> Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> Stupid. Waste of time. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, and I agree with you, Stephen. I think the judging panel is, is pretty... Um, Bleak. But it, well, the thing is, the judging panel is just as B-list slash C-list as the... Oh, they're as just the, as likely to turn up in the costumes. Yeah. As oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the judges and, are all people who could theoretically be in the costumes. It's true. And my rule for a judge on a show about singing is that the judge must have at least some point in their career built their career on singing themselves. Mm, and sense. two of them, to my knowledge, don't do that at all. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy and I don't Ken Jeong. So. I don't, I don't think, think Ken Jeong's released an them. album yet. Yeah, I don't think either one of them has made an album. I could be wrong. Um, so, Glenn, yeah. I, Glenn, what I, did you think? I yes. want to what? I want to deal with the noises that you're making, yeah. <laughs> which I sort of knew that you would. Uh-huh. Um, I presume that you are in agreement that Jenny McCarthy is a problem. She's a big problem. Uh, other than that, problem. Other Jenny McCarthy, Wahlberg, uh, Wahlberg. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln. Tell me about. Well, let me uh, consult my copious notes that I took. As oh, here it is. Here's the only one I took. You want to read that for me, Sam? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> it is indeed a piece of note paper that says in large letters, "Who cares?" Uh, it's just the fakery atop the fakery. Why are we pretending that they're actually singing live? They're not. It's all pre-recorded. Why are we pretending that when they take off their masks, they haven't just cut because their hair is perfect? People in those costumes would be sweaty as hell, and they'd be pink-faced, and their hair would be all screwed up. It's all fake. It is a show made to check Twitter by. It is it, like there is so much filler in this show it is like <laughs> I thought of it as two hours that I was checking my phone while the TV was on mm-hmm. as opposed to the other way around <laughs> as the costumes go uh, wonderful gowns beautiful gowns <laughs> uh, uh, that's it that's it for the show uh-huh. it's got nothing it's a waste of time it's a monumental waste of time but you weren't even you weren't even drawn in by no. trying to figure out who the unicorn was absolutely oh. not yeah. the opposite of that what you just said uh-huh. was what I was uh-huh. drawn in I was drawn out yeah. I was I was forced from the room <laughs> hated it you, you know I am really shocked to find that this was not for you. I have to say, considering how much Glenn already does not like competition reality shows, does not like singing reality shows, well, likes Drag Race. Sure. Uh, There's talent involved. Which also involves extravagant costumes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe there could have been some 
appreciation for the extravagant when costumes. it ends in Tommy Chong I mean that's <laughs> like that's nothing that nothing good ends in Tommy Chong well also the pacing of Drag Race is great mm-hmm. the show moves at a decent clip and the thing I kept saying about this show is it's an hour per episode when it could be half an hour per episode oh, oh god that could be 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> well this is my so this is my thing about and there, we should say part of the reason why we're talking about this if you're sitting there right now thinking why are you talking about if you're Glenn and wondering why we're talking hit. about this <laughs> The show is your mom watches the show, America. The show is a large the show is a the show is a (laughs) sensation, as we say, relatively speaking to how network television now does. The night that it came on, it immediately shot to the top of trending topics on Twitter Mm -hmm. because people were talking about guessing who the people are, which I think is one of the things that's a problem about this show for their hopes Hmm. to keep it going. Because what happens is So there's 10 people left. There exists a Twitter consensus about who almost all of them are. Mm -hmm. So the problem is now you're waiting to find out that Twitter is right, partly because the clues are way too easy. Oh, my God. The the Tommy Chong one was just... The Tommy Chong one, I mean, I am not a Cheech and Chong person, so I I didn't get all the pot smoking. But once I saw that Twitter had said Tommy Chong, it was like, oh, sure, of course. So if you happen across a Twitter guest that is right... It's pretty obvious pretty quickly that it's right because you all it, then it kind of all falls together. Like the mm-hmm. bunny, which was clearly a boy band person. It seemed from the hints it was a boy band person. And then the last line of his intro was, uh, the winner, it's going to be me. And that, <laughs> that tells you instantly that it's an sync person yeah. and narrows it down to like, it ain't Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and so now you're just waiting like to see who it is but mostly people already know who most of these people are. Not all of them, but, like, everybody on Twitter says the B is Gladys Knight. And then, like, as soon as they say it, it's like, oh, yeah, and then all the clues fit, and then you feel like you know. Do you think, though, in later episodes, if they haven't all been pre-taped already, that they'll make it harder? Well, they have been pre-taped already. That's part oh, of the so problem. Oh, so we're done. You're talking, about, the, you're talking about future seasons, though. Right. And the thing <laughs> yeah, is... Yeah, like, you know, season 12. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I have no idea. One of my big questions about this... Glenn, I just want you to know this raises big questions. No, um, good. Sure it does. One of my big questions about this is whether people will stick to it over the course of the entire season. Because if they're going to if they're gonna eliminate one person a week, it goes really slow. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching Glenn's face during this it, entire it is, conversation. It is going to get less interesting. It's going to get yeah. less. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me throw something out here. Okay, so Twitter is an echo chamber, and a thing, believe it or not, can be trending on Twitter and still not matter. No, <laughs> to oh my most gosh, people. how dare you course, say that? Of course, of course, I am not suggesting <laughs> anything different. And most of the people watching, wouldn't you say most of the people watching it are not doing this whole Twitter thing? They're just watching television, like people, and so they're not getting this. Uh, mm. Overindulgence of yeah, things. Like, oh, you I think? Like, wait, wait. I mean, I, that's a serious question. Like, you think 50%, 60%, I don't 80%? Know. I don't know. This is one of those shows, and there are a few that are like this, that I can't imagine why you would watch it by yourself. Like, that I can't imagine why you would watch it without that social element. Yeah. What would you be doing? I know. Right? I was thinking last night watching it, I was like, this would be a fun show to have on during a. A very low-key party, because you can mute all the commentary, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bring it up for the performances, have a drinking game around voting to see who is who. Because, like, I mean, but like... then not find out for 12 weeks. Yeah, but, cases. like, <laughs> the show back. allows a lot of space and time for you to do other stuff. Yeah, it, it, does. Does. it does. That <laughs> Sam has found the silver lining yes. of the yes. Masked Singer. Yes. Yes. It has many slow sections <laughs> in which you can do other things. Like, I, whenever you see Nick Cannon... 
go get a drink. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, we haven't even talked about Nick Cannon. We have oh, not. Boy, He's the host of the show. But when you talk about how little the judges have to do, there is a moment when we are first introduced to the bunny. And uh, Stephen brought receipts. I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, the bunny comes out, and Nicole Scherzinger uh, from the Pussycat Dolls uh, leans over to one of her colleagues and and says, "Who is that?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't know, a guy in a bunny suit." <laughs> you don't have any other context clue. <laughs> also, her role is just being the one judge who's always like. I don't know who it is. I'm so tired of doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she yeah, act- yeah. she actually brings up one of the structural problems with this show that I mentioned early on. Nicole Scherzinger was on Dancing with the Stars mm-hmm. uh, and was very, very successful on Dancing with the Stars because Nicole Scherzinger, among other things, is a dancer. Yep. Yeah. So you put her on against like Steve Wozniak and Buzz <laughs> Aldrin, like she's going to win. Yeah. So on this show, you have some of that same thing where you only have a handful of people who are actually professional singers. You have a lot of shows where the deck is stacked very, very unevenly yeah. in talent, where what's interesting is... Is finding out that like this NFL player can kind of sort of sing, as opposed to a gymnast winning Dancing with the Stars, exactly. which always feels mm-hmm. like or a cheat, or an NFL wide receiver who's done footwork their entire lives, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> Lynn's not won over yet. No, no, no. <laughs> well, so, the, and the other thing we should acknowledge, as we mentioned in the intro, this is based on a South Korean format and that's incredibly successful. And my close college friend whose wife is uh, Korean and who has spent some, spent some time in South Korea was talking about the fact that the format over there is a little bit different. Hmm. The mix of contestants is a little bit different. It's more, more of them are actual good singers just singing outside their genre. It doesn't mm-hmm. have the same kind of goofy C-list. And I should say, there are people on this show who are not C-list. Do not take this to be shade at Gladys Knight. But a lot of them are, which means I also wonder, why is Gladys Knight in a singing competition against Tommy Chong? Like, that just... (laughs) That just doesn't make any sense. She's got a bad manager. Yeah. <laughs> she needs a better manager. Or she's, or she's trying sense. to reach a new audience. Well, and the, that's people. what they said in her intro. They said she's trying to reach a new audience. And it is kind of interesting if that is Gladys Knight and if, as many people have, spe- have speculated, the monster is T-Pain, mm-hmm. then they are both doing something different from what people know them for. And that, I think, would have been interesting if it was just a bunch of singers who were outside their genres, and you took, like, the good singers, right? Like, there's nothing C-list about T-Pain or Gladys Knight, if that's who those people are. If that was what they were doing, and you kind of just had to figure out based on the voice, and they weren't giving these super obvious clues... Mm That might be a show that I would watch, and maybe that's what the original's like. You know what would also be interesting is if there were some sort of setting where you could watch T Pain sing and realize he's really good, like oh, a like yeah. a like a tiny um, <gasps> tiny like desk. A, uh, like a tiny what do you call it? Yeah, of some yeah. Kind. Mm-hmm, like a widely viewed tiny. In fact, if that is T Pain, I blame NPR Music for the fact that <laughs> that he felt like he wanted to continue to make that point to people because if you've never seen the T Pain Tiny Desk concert, it's amazing. It was widely 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 viewed. Yeah, he's great. He can and, sing. And he's great. And he can sing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even when he's not in a monster costume. All right. Yeah. Sam, do you have uh, closing Masked Singer thoughts? Oh, do I, Linda? You could call them 10 things I hate about the Masked Singer, <laughs> 10 questions for the Masked Singer, <laughs> 10 reasons we're all doomed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One, 
Why do the mass singers walk on stage with these large, elaborate faces set in the stage? They walk through these enlarged mouths on these ominous faces built into the stage. The culture is vomiting them out into the world <laughs> for go. us to gawk at. <laughs> Two, what if we put masks on our politicians before they had to go vote or give speeches? Would that end the shutdown? Would that make us nice again? Would that make them honest? What if this whole show was an allegory? Three, <laughs> who thought it was appropriate for, the, for this show to label Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg a quote pop culture guru Mm-mm, who for what are we doing in this moment <laughs> is this show a true display of our deepest depravity or our purest humanity preach five <laughs> in making these competitors wear a mask do we admit that our culture of social media fame and celebrity worship makes us all present the false self to the world and in masking their contestants is the mask singer just asking us to take off the mask of online performance mm-hmm. six why are they dragging the show out so much? The well, episodes yeah. are an hour. They could easily be 30 minutes. I am right on this. Seven, why does Nicole Scherzinger play so dumb on this show? Why? Eight, why does no one give the first Pussycat Dolls album the respect it deserves? <laughs> Nine, why not just make the panelists ask 20 questions of the singers? That could be more helpful. Ten, is this show the Fiji water bottle woman of reality shows? Yep. <laughs> Trying to increase its presence and stardom by loose association or proximity to bigger and better celebrities. But you know what? When I hear a judge say, maybe it's Megan Margle, I honestly say it's beneath the Fiji water woman, so I take that back. There we go. Thank you. The Fiji Yay! water woman was kind of awesome. If you, if you are not familiar with the Fiji water woman, she was standing near celebrities on the Golden Globes red carpet getting into uh, various photos, and she became a bit of a uh, an internet sensation. Yeah. Um, the mass Singer has just justified itself with that. I was just going to say. That, that's, I have, if that came out of this horrible, horrible show. I have nothing else to say. It's really amazing that out of our fundraising victory. <laughs> Came, Out of darkness comes light. Came that genius, genius <laughs> list of questions and thoughts about the mass Singer. So I think it's fair to say that brings us to the end of oh, our yeah. show. <laughs> you can find Sam on Twitter at Sam Sanders. Thank you all for being here. Pleasure. Thank you, Sam, for thank watching you, The Mass Singer. That was so cathartic. Talking about it with us. And, of course, thank you for listening. We'll be back here on Friday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, please subscribe to our newsletter at npr.org slash newsletter for original writing, recommendations, and everything making us happy every week. So we will see you all right back here on Friday. This is Peter Sagal. When we began Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we dreamed that our rude jokes would be, in the end, the appropriate way to talk about the news. And look, it happened. Listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on the NPR One app or wherever you listen to podcasts.